Hi, this is Austin Wintry, and you are listening to the Sound Architect Podcast. Yes, I'm very well, and as usual, I love it here at Animex. Uh, how many years have you been now? I think this is my fourth. Um, it might be my fifth, but I'm pretty sure it's my fourth. And then we have Animex Live to look forward to this evening. Yeah, yeah, saddish, um, kind of six, seven months ago, something like that, called me and said, you know, we'd love to have you back, but we also want to kind of one-up things pretty dramatically. And They've never done any kind of concert. The closest thing there's been is... In my talks, I've had a piano that I can play as kind of part of the talk and, and use to explain concepts and things, where I'll, I'll give kind of a rough version, and then I'll play the finished, polished, mixed, recorded version or whatever. Um, and this time, we're just exploding that to a whole new level of a, you know, a whole kind of hour plus of orchestral music, including quite a few works that I've never, I've never done live before. What's some of the exclusives that we've got tonight? Uh, there's music from Banner Saga 2. I've done Banner Saga 1 a handful of times, although this arrangement from 1 is new also, but there's a piece from 2 that's just never... No music from 2 has ever been done live before. Um, a game I did called Horn, never been done live before, and we commissioned a special arrangement for that. Monaco, I've done, like, little kind of esoteric events before, but, I, like, I once did a kind of Monaco live, um, actually before Journey Live, where I played the game at the piano while people played, and I underscored it in a very improvised way. It was really fun. Um, but we've done, like, an orchestral with piano type um, arrangement. And um, uh, what else? There's a lot, I mean, it's like half the show is, is, is new <laughs> stuff. So it's, it's Plus, I'm also performing music by some beloved uh, friends and colleagues and things like that, like Jason Graves and Jessica uh-huh. Curry, and so um, it should be good, it should be fun. I'm very excited. Um, in terms of the orchestra, have you ever worked with them before? I didn't even know there was an orchestra in this area. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't that shocked, simply because there's a really great tradition in the UK in general, and Europe in general, for orchestral performance and education and that kind of thing. Um, but I, I didn't know, and so I think, and Sadish did all the research there. I just was told, here's the local group. They're called the Cleveland Philharmonic, and, and um, they're excited to do it. And so I said, okay, great. How's the process been working with them for the first time on Saturday? On Saturday, yeah. I mean, so, uh, fine. I mean, you know, we, we had so much dialogue in advance that it wasn't a huge curveball. They rehearsed a week ago on their own, you know, and I, I kind of emailed them and gave them a basic rundown. I also was very anal about everything and made a folder of MP3s of either the finished recordings that these pieces are referencing or mock-ups in the case of new arrangements where there is no exact recording, like the Monaco piece, for example. There's no recording of orchestra, piano, Monaco music that doesn't exist anywhere except in this concert. And so the, there's the simple MIDI mock-ups and things so that they had a basic sense of what to do. Um, and they were able to run through it, familiarize the, the musicians, and it's all good. And then um, I just went through and spent the day working on it and fine-tuning things. And we're going to go do a little bit more of that in a bit here, and, and then showtime. Beautiful. And then we have the Royal Albert Hall to look forward to at the end of the month. Yeah, that's really exciting. Kind of a double punch. I'm doing, my, um, I'm, I'm doing kind of a Q&A event there on the 29th. Um, um, 
that uh, should be a really nice chance to kind of talk about different work. And, and I asked them, I said, why don't we make it kind of a Banner Saga 3 unveiling or something? You know, finish the score and say, why not share bits that, you know, the game won't be out yet, so we can make kind of like a fun little listening party out of some bits of it. And then I'll do my improvised uh, performance with the painter from Costa Rica, Angela Bermudez, and uh, that should round it all off really fun. And then the next night, in the same building, the Royal Phil is doing this all PlayStation kind of retrospective show, and gratefully they've included both Flo and Journey in that concert, so I'm really excited for that. In terms of the improvisation, how much of it do you have, like, predetermined palettes, or is it all just completely... It's truly, completely and totally improvised. There's absolutely nothing we even discuss. It's just, like, sit down, start playing, start painting, and then we just see what happens. And, they, and the pieces have gone all different directions. I mean, there's been some where I found myself in a jazz place for most of it, and then others where it's like very quiet and introspective and delicate and wounded, and then other times where it's like fun and ridiculous. And I mean, we've done it a bunch of times, and they've never been even remotely similar to each other. And we've also done it before where there's other musicians there. You know, like we did one with Tina Guo, the cellist, where it was the three of us, and that was a completely different kind of thing. And we did one that was Laura and Travia on flute and Doug Perry playing percussion, and it was the four of us. And we've done several that are just piano, and then like we just did one in Croatia with with um, Damian, the composer from like Sirius Sam and the Talos Principle on guitar, and uh, Arnold Nessus, the composer of this upcoming kind of interesting metal album game called The Birdcage, um, Israeli composer. So we had two guitars, me on piano and her, and, and so it's three composers. Uh, that was altogether different as well. So it's, it's a very variable show, very flexible. Yeah, it sounds incredible. Do you ever pull away from like rhythm and melody and key signatures, or do you always kind of stay relatively tonal? Oh, it goes a million different yeah. places. I mean, yeah, I mean, it goes, I mean, there was, I remember in the very first one we did with Laura and, and Doug, um, I remember getting quite violent at one point because the painting, I just remember looking what looked like a kind of death, like a battle scene or something. I mean, it, it started off pretty abstract and was not sort of anything specific, but then at one point it really felt like I was seeing a landscape that had you know, flames rising. So I just went down to the bottom of the piano and started kind of just hammering these clusters, and then Laura started you know, getting all nasty and dissonant. And, uh, so for sure, I mean, it can go, it can go anywhere. I, I get bored in, if I just stay in one key all the time. I mean, and, and part of the fun of improvising with other musicians is you know, I'll be playing along and one of us will kind of ch change key or make a big left turn and they'll all look at each other like, whoa, where'd that come from? But then we all just kind of whoosh, flock like birds, you know, down to the new rabbit hole. And, um, it's great fun. It's, it's, but it's also kind of a high wire act because you, you genuinely don't know what's going to happen. Awesome. That sounds wonderful. I'll let you get on, but thanks so much uh, for talking to us. No, it's my pleasure. It's nice to finally meet in person. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Sound Architect podcast, sponsored by Krotos Limited, creators of Simple Monsters and Dehumanizer. Don't forget you can also catch all of our great reviews and other articles at our website at www.thesoundarchitect.co.uk. If you would like to support The Sound Architect, please check out our sponsorship link as well as our Patreon.